Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Banter Podcast, episode 35. This is an extra special edition of the podcast because Joe Biden is the president-elect of the United States, and at least I am goddamn happy today. I'm goddamn happy. I'm extremely I'm overcome with relief and joy, and I always ask Mike at the beginning of the podcast how he's doing. Today, I feel good about the response coming back at me. Mike, my friend, how do you feel today? Ben, I am delightfully hungover. <laughs> let, the, let the record show that on Saturday, November 7th, 2020, at 8.26 Pacific time, my wife and I popped two bottles of champagne, a his and hers, if you will, upon seeing that the race had been called for Joe Biden. And we never looked back. So that, that is why I am in the state that I am, I am in today. I am hungover, but I feel great, which feels hungover like a and weird... Happy. Hung over and I could not be happier. We have been, we are about to be rid of this orange menace that we have been stuck with for the last four years. And now, you know, I said, you know, I tweeted on Monday, today is trash day in my neighborhood. Tomorrow is trash day in my country. Well, I didn't know that trash day would become trash week. We obviously had to wait longer than we wanted to. But we finally got it done. We finally got this guy out of office. And I am just, and this isn't even, you know, Ben, when we started this podcast, listeners who who were with us then, they will know that I was not a Joe Biden guy. But once he became the nominee, I said, okay, we got to get behind Joe Biden because we just have to be done with Donald Trump. He is just a, a malignancy on the Republic and he is taking up way too much space in our brains. He's just a, he's a ubiquitous presence and he's bad for the country and we just need to be done with him. And soon come January 20th, we're about to be done with him. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, I don't, it was a strange feeling, right? Of, of, for me, it was more relief than joy. I would say, I mean, it was mixed emotions, you know, it was kind of like, probably 60 40 60% relief 40% joy but the joy was about the relief if you see what i mean you know so i was joy i was overjoyed to be that relieved that it was like a knot in my stomach that had been there for 4 years um it was finally gone you know um that you could finally sort of look forward to something just you know the future might be positive as as opposed to overwhelmingly grim you know we've got a lot of challenges coming our way we've got the coronavirus pandemic which is getting worse we've got climate change we've got you know all these issues that we need to deal with and when you have this sort of malevolent force constantly injecting poison into the system as uh, trump did and trump and trumpism did it, it so you can feel kind of despair. You know, there are lots and lots of moments of despair over the past four years where everything appears to be getting worse and Trump then makes it worse. There's everything he did every day, every minute of every hour was designed to make things worse. So we've sort of been dealing with that for four years. And now that's not going to be the case anymore. You know, he's had he's basically had his balls cut off, right? It's he's a one-term loser president now who will no longer have the power of the office. 
uh, and he's then going to be held accountable for what he does. If he, you know, he's a lame duck president now. Um, he's got to ride out the next two months, uh, probably ranting and raving about stolen votes in Pennsylvania or whatever it is. Um, but then that that'll be it. You know, his movement uh, is is. I'm not going to say it's finished, but their leader is a loser, right? Their leader is a loser, and he at some point he's going to accept this. And if he accepts it, they'll think he's a loser too, because he, you know, he as as he owns his cult, his cult owns owns him. So he's now in this kind of terrible position where he cannot accept defeat um and it just makes him look worse and worse and worse so you know this is a huge 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 victory for the resistance it's a huge victory for decency compassion empathy and it can't be underestimated the positive effect that this is going to have like america's going to re-engage with the world again going to rejoin the paris climate accord we can tackle climate change effectively we can tackle the coronavirus pandemic in a sensible way having the united states engaged on the pan- on the pandemic in a kind of meaningful way with with intelligent people who believe in science is a big deal um you know, so it's just like the sense of relief is just I mean, I'm in, in DC, just outside of DC uh, in Tacoma Park and, and the, my whole neighborhood just erupted. You know, we went up and uh, joined, we drove around the city, we drove around Tacoma Park and beeping our horns and there were people out on the street and um, it was an amazing feeling. You know, this is, this is the most relieved I've ever been in a presidential election and I've been through quite a few of them now. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been this happy about a an election result. I mean, for obvious reasons. But before we get into, you know, Trump's options, quote unquote, which are none, <laughs> what I don't know about you. So Tuesday night, I and I knew we weren't going to have a definitive answer Tuesday night. You know, we 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 knew there were going to be all these mail-in ballots that needed to be counted. That in some cases, some states like, you know, the Pennsylvania state legislature made it so that mail-in ballots could not be counted until the actual election day, you know, a Tuesday. Whereas, you know, other states like Florida, they had been counting their mail-in ballots kind of as they were coming in in the weeks ahead, which is why we had a result in Florida. So I wasn't expecting a result on Tuesday, but I stayed up as late as I could on that day. And I have to say, when I went to bed, I did not feel great. And I knew that there were all these mail-ins out there and they were going to favor Biden uh, in large part because Trump had been, had spent months in one of the stupidest political gambits that just made no sense. He had spent months telling his supporters that mail-in voting is rife with fraud. Don't vote by mail, which just seems crazy because if you can vote by mail, it's a lot easier than actually having to go show up in person. So why he would basically kind of cede that ground to Joe Biden just was insane. But anyway, when I went to bed on Tuesday, and I went to bed on Tuesday, like it was like 1, 1.30 in the morning here, Pacific Coast time. And I did not feel good because, you know, it, Michigan was going for, for, for Trump. Wisconsin was going for Trump. Florida had already gone for Trump, and I was like, okay, you know, I thought maybe we could get Florida, but the fact that Florida's, you know, been able to be definitively called for Donald Trump at this point is very concerning. So I stayed up as late as I could, and I did not feel good when I went to bed. But then when I woke up, I checked the 
I'm checking the results as they roll in, and now, okay, things are trending in the right direction for for Biden in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. So that made me feel better. But, you know, I, I would be lying if I said that I didn't feel just as I had on Election Day 2016 when, uh, you know, when I went to bed. 2016, I had an answer before I went to bed. You know, the race had been called at like 2.30 East Coast time or something like that. But I, it just felt it, it felt like it could be 2016 all over again for a bit there. Yeah, it was. It was a. There were some hairy moments, you know, particularly on the Tuesday. I, I found myself um, playing counselor to <laughs> lots of. I, I was sort of uh, fielding text messages and phone calls, uh, it, sort of every ten minutes. I was somebody was texting me, going, "What the fuck is going on? Please tell me this is going to be all right. Please tell me this is going to be all right." I can't take this. I'm going to throw. I, one of my friends called me up on the state, you know, in a state, almost on the verge of tears and saying he's going to have a breakdown, <laughs> Think, feeling like he was going to throw up. Um, it was so. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to. I mean, I there was. I was concerned for sure, but I felt like I, I like I had to kind of present a. Um, a calm um, demeanor for everybody else who was who was freaking out big time over what was happening so i was like okay i need to steal myself here because everybody else appears to be freaking out around me um and i need to make sure that you know because you can always keep these things in perspective right i mean it's always we we did sort of know that the mail-in ballots were going to come in late um and the mail-in mail-in ballots um you know we're going to swing heavily in front of biden so there were there were there were a few sort of um you know aces up the sleeve that we still had coming that i was pretty confident at least it was gonna it was going to make the race a lot tighter than it appeared to be on tuesday so that was what i was busy telling people on facebook and twitter i was telling everyone to calm to to calm down but yeah look i'm i'm gonna i'm not going to uh i'm not gonna lie i was definitely i was definitely having uh having moments i was saying to my wife i was like mm, look we might need to think about leaving the country i'm not saying that this is over, but let's bear this in mind <laughs> because I can't do another four years of this shit. But, um, you know, nevertheless, uh, oh, hold on. I, I've got a quote. This is what I wrote on Facebook uh, last night. I said, um, uh, I wrote <laughs> I wrote to everybody, a quick note to anyone freaking out about the election. Keep calm. It was highly likely that Trump would appear to be ahead on an election night, given the sheer volume of uncounted mail-in ballots. As those mail-in ballots come in, you're going to see significant shifts towards Biden. This means he would likely win Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. He might also win Georgia. He only needs two of these states to win. Biden is still favoured to win the election. When all the votes are counted, he will emerge victorious. Stay patient. So my message, I, you know, I presented a very calm front. You know, inside, I was not quite as confident. <laughs> I was not quite as confident as I made out to be. But I was fairly sure that Biden was going to win. And then, you know, like as I, when I woke up the next morning on Wednesday, that's when, like you, it was like, okay, I think we've got this. I think this is now clear that Biden is going to win this. But the network's not calling it for so long was extremely um, infuriating. I found that to be... They, they should have called this thing uh, probably Tuesday night. 
not Tuesday night. Sorry, um, they probably should have called this maybe even Wednesday night or th- or, or or Thursday. At least by Thursday, probably. I think they had enough info to to call the election. Um, but they, but basically, a lot of it was down to Arizona. That that only Fox had really called it for Arizona, and it was clear to me, in my mind, it was clear that the Vada was was going hard for Biden. It was, was going to be, or there was gonna, the margin was big enough for, for Biden to be projected the winner there. So, and Arizona was was up and Fox had called it. So I thought that that was enough, but they were extremely cautious and, um, yeah, you know, made everybody wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, we won, you know, we won, we won convincingly. You know, I think it's going to end up being, the final tally is going to be, it's going to be, I think Biden's going to win 306 electoral college votes and Trump will have 234, um, 232. So that's a, that's a commanding victory and the popular vote is going to be big as well. You know, and we always knew that Biden was going to win the popular vote. That was never in doubt. But um, it's quite funny to watch Trump world. You know, one thing I've really enjoyed seeing is Trump world melting down. That's been one of the great joys of the past four days is to watch this race just ever slowly, minute, like literally on on a kind of minute by minute basis, watching the race slip away from Trump has been absolutely fantastic. Like I... I have not enjoyed myself more than looking at right wing, uh, right wing Twitter, and all these wankers on the uh, these wanker trumpets just starting to come to the conclude, come to the realization that oh dear, this is, the game is up, this is all we're finished, and Trump's still in denial. But you know, I think that it makes it even funnier. You know, I think it makes it even funnier that some of these guys, are st- the true believers are still in denial, you know, and they're still ranting and raving on Twitter. And it's just, it's absolutely hilarious. And I'm in no mood whatsoever to have any sort of empathy for them at all. You know, I've got absolutely zero time or patience for any of them. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, like, it's going to be quite a long time until I can converse with somebody who voted for Donald Trump. You know, they put us through four years of this shit and you know they no mood to forgive and i don't think you know trump is apparently uh they're trying to talk to trump um to find a graceful way out right they're trying to find a way for him to kind of accept the election uh, that he's lost but i don't think anyone should give him that i think he should just not you give him nothing you give the guy nothing you know we're not going to accept that there were some discrepancies we're not going to accept no nothing you lost fuck off well, Ben, there was rampant voter fraud. I don't know if you heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Massive evidence of uh, rampant voter fraud uh, that he's yet to uh, he's, he's, he's yet to compile or give to um, uh, any court. That they, most of, uh, I think all of them have been thrown out now, right? That most of the, court, the, most of the, uh, the lawsuits have been thrown out already. Yeah, I think as we're speaking, talking uh he's like oh for 10 or something in court <laughs> but you know so <laughs> i saw like was it ari fleischer that derp he was like trump may need some time to process this and it's like what make need some time to process this you lost you know you just get on with your life you know republicans have spent the last four years hurling the snowflake label at democrats and saying things like cry more lib and then we have them throwing a tantrum because their false prophet was decisively defeated at the polls and you know some people are saying trump might not concede he might not give a formal concession and my response to that 
that is, I don't give a shit if he concedes or not. He doesn't, yeah, who cares? He, doesn't, he doesn't need to concede because come January 20th, 2021, he's going to fuck off. That's what he's going to do. And he can fuck off willfully or he can fuck off involuntarily. But one way or another, he's going to fuck off and he can file all these lawsuits challenging mail-in ballots and postmark dates and observer statuses at the counting places, whatever he wants. I actually welcome these court challenges because he's just inviting more unnecessary humiliation upon himself. Which yeah, hey, I, I'm, I'm all, all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think he should just keep going. Like I want Giuliani to hold more press conferences. You know, like I just just keep going. Just keep doing it. It's fucking great. You know, and the more deranged and insane they seem, the worse it becomes. You know, the worse it gets for Trump and his movement, and the more toxic he becomes for the GOP because the GOP has got to survive after Trump. And they're all basically sort of abandoning ship at the moment, right? I don't think there's any any serious Republican um, is you know is entertaining any of this nonsense whatsoever, right? So, uh, which is cl- clearly they they are making calculations themselves. They're thinking, all right, look, you know, it's like the Murdoch press, um, yeah. So the Murdoch press, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post. Um, Fox, they've all cut the guy. They cut the guy loose now. I mean, there are still there are a few Fox News presenters, the diehards, um, fanning the flames of this conspiracy bullshit about ballot fraud and whatnot. But they're basically preparing for a post-Trump Republican Party, um, and so the calculation is is clear. It's like okay, they've got to cut this guy off because they need they have a business. You know, they've got this huge empire. Um, and their political party that they need to sort of preserve going forward. And that is not going to include Donald Trump, at least not right now. You know, he the guy lost. He's a one-term loser. Um, so, I, you know, I think the more Trump rants and raves about this and refuses to, to accept defeat, A, the funnier it is, and B, the worse it is for him, you know, even better, you know, like... Go out like a dog, you know. Go out like a dog. Get kicked out of the White House. I want, I want um, uh, the military to escort him from the building. That's what I want to see. I want to see. I, I want to see Trump refusing to leave, uh, and and being escorted out of the building and then thrown in jail. That would be my. That would be great, you know. So what? He goes down a martyr with all his idiot supporters. This is. It. I, I I want it to keep continuing, you know. It was never going to be a calm transition anyway, you know, not with Donald Trump in, in office. So this is just think about the psychic sort of this is a huge I think Mitt Romney talked about it. Right. It was like the devastating psychic blow this would have had to Donald Trump, who views himself as a winner. Right. He's a winner. And, and Joe Biden is a loser and the Democrats are losers and liberals are losers. You know, and he's the guy that wins everything. And now he's a one term loser. Yeah, he he didn't even get the popular vote when he won in in the first place, and now he's been kicked out. He's been he's been rejected by the voters um, after after four years in office because he's because he's crap. And I think this is having a devastating effect on on his psyche right now. And uh, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to enjoy watching watching him, um, you know, just completely melt down. I think it's I think it's fantastic, and I think all liberals should should really take pleasure in this. I'm certainly taking pleasure in this. I will say though, you talk about Republicans not going along with this. 
I have not seen enough Republicans come out and say that Donald Trump has lost. Okay, I haven't. Not a single member of the Republican congressional leadership, either in the House or Senate, has come out and said, "Congratulations, Joe Biden," or at least Trump has lost. In fact, you had Steve Scalise, the House Minority Whip, come out and basically suggest that this isn't over. And you've got Lindsey Graham, lapdog Lindsey, just won another six years. And he's he's out there saying that this thing stinks or whatever he said. And Ted Cruz, who has also been emasculated by Trump, Cruz and Graham. I mean, Cruz is first in being emasculated by Donald Trump. Lindsey Graham is second. And and all these others, it's like they're not except they continue to enable him and they continue to say, you know, fight, Mr. President. And you know what? There might be they might not be wrong from a strategic standpoint, because the fact of the matter is. 70 million people just voted for Donald Trump, okay? More than in 2016, the Republican Party turned out more for Trump this time around than they did last time. So Trump, while his ass may be kicked to the curb, Trumpism is here to stay. And there is a very ugly undercurrent that is going through the conservative movement of this country. And, and it's not pretty, but anyway, so, but that's a dark thought. I want to move on to a lighter thought though. You mentioned Rudy Giuliani and I, I want to talk about the four seasons and when I say the four seasons, when I, say the four seasons I, I'm not talking about Frankie Valley in the four seasons. I'm not talking about Antonio Vivaldi's four seasons. I'm not talking about the hotel. Uh, we would be talking about the four seasons hotel. Because that's where Trump said that the Rudy Giuliani press conference was going to be. Rudy Giuliani was going to go out on Saturday morning at the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia and basically announce, you know, their legal strategy and alleging fraud all over the place and casting doubt on the election. Yet somehow he ended up speaking in front of a something called the Four Seasons Landscaping Company. So somebody done fucked up here, and I absolutely need to read the definitive account of how this happened, how the Trump campaign is so incompetent that they went to go book space at the Four Seasons Hotel in Philadelphia that they end up (laughs) booking it at... In front of a landscaping company next to a sex shop. I mean, this is like, this is too good. This is too fucking good. It's like, I mean, this Rudy Giuliani, he's the guy just like a week ago. He was the guy caught in the new Borat movie with his hands down his pants. And he's the face of the Trump legal team. And he's going to be the guy asking the judiciary to overturn a presidential election. You know, the guy who he needs to schedule a press conference at a luxurious hotel, but instead he he ends up speaking in, basically in front of a garage. I mean, this is beyond parody. This is this is straight out of the show Veep, along with the Trump campaign going back and forth between saying count the votes and stop the count. There's an actual Veep episode about that where they flip flop on whether they want the votes counted in Nevada or not. So it's like the whole Trump era has just been one big Armando Iannucci production. It it defies belief, and it has absolutely killed satire. 
It really has. You couldn't make this stuff up. You really couldn't. I mean, it was brilliant. The the um, the stop the vote or and keep counting. It was, you just couldn't you couldn't make it up that they couldn't decide which conspiracy theory to latch onto, right? And the fact that they were diametrically opposed as well. You know, they either need to stop counting or they need to keep counting, right? And, and depending on where Trump was winning or losing. So, I mean, you know, the it, again, it was the coordination, right? That, that there's just nobody in the Trump administration or in the Trump campaign that had that was in control of anything. Right. I mean, it was all Trump. It was Trump just ranting and raving about, you know, whatever was happening in any particular state. If it, if he was up in the state, they had to stop counting. If he was down in the state, they had to keep counting. Um, you know, if there were more votes for Biden, they had to be illegal. Um, you, you know, so they couldn't decide on a narrative. Right. And you could see them scrambling to get some sort of narrative as to why this election was had, was being stolen. And they couldn't fucking come up with one or, or a coherent one. And it was absolutely hysterical that they had not even figured out how to create a compelling conspiracy theory out of this, right? I mean, it's not that hard to do, right? To create at least one that has that has some sort of coherence to it or lo- or logic to it. You know, you could have just said, you know, there's widespread voter fraud, right? But having telling them to stop the vote counts. Right, and then keep counting at the same time was just insane. I mean, again, it does. As funny as all this stuff is, it does. It, it is kind of scary, as you say, that seventy million people voted for this clown. Right. I mean, that is. It, it is genuinely scary, um, and I don't know what you can attribute that to. You know, that's one of the things that I've sort of been struggling to try to come to terms with. Right. It's like, okay, how is that he got more people coming out to vote for him this time than he did last time? Right. Well, what is the and I think it just it just goes to show what a strong hold on America's psyche this guy has or had in that he he had genuinely brainwashed a massive segment of the population um, into sort of he, he trained them to being completely obedient to him, to kind of discount reality, to discount facts, to discount evidence, um, you know, and to believe whatever came out of his mouth. And and also, I mean, look, you know, he did have the right wing media was in it was completely complicit in this. You know, I I don't think Donald Trump would like you know if you had a character like that in 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 the UK, I don't think that they would survive because the British press would have just torn him to pieces. You know, you couldn't get away with with what um, with Trump was getting away with in in the UK. I I don't think because of the way that the media system works. I'm not saying the media is perfect in the UK, but you don't have um, the Murdoch press in the UK is powerful, but it's not insane. Right. They've, you know, the, the Murdoch has, uh, uh, he's finely tuned his, his media outlets in, in, in the UK um, to be, you know, it's basically for power purposes, right. To make sure that he, He's the kingmaker, and the and the political culture in the UK is is quite is quite different. Um, so you know, you, you, people who are insane don't really get very far, right? Because even the Murdoch press will call them out as as, as being bonkers. But in the US, it's a kind of a it's just a free for all, you know. Um, the fact that Sean Hannity still has a show when this guy is he, the guy is completely deluded, and you've had people like Sean Hannity talking to millions and millions of people every night for years, 
and he's conditioned them into sort of um, uh, being uh, these sort of, I don't know, obedient Trump devotees um, that they don't quit. Every, everything is avoidance, right? You never, ever have to look at what Trump is doing. You always have to point fingers at the Democrats. So I think that that, that has a large but that was a huge factor as well. Is I don't think people can un- underestimate the Fox News effect and the right wing media effect that it's had on the country. Um, but it's scary, you know. It's really scary, and I, and I do hope that um, the Biden administration is going to try to maybe reach out to the to the. I I don't think the Fox media Fox News empire is is something that you can defeat necessarily but perhaps it can be negotiated with to try to lower the temperature a bit you know to maybe say okay look why don't we why don't why don't you get rid of some of like tucker you know the worst the worst people on your network get rid of laura ingram get rid of sean hannity and get rid of tucker carlson and prepare for a new era you know and we'll 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 try to 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 dampen things down on, on on our side as well um, but because I think another four years of their deranged conspiracy theory nonsense, it, it will be in, incredibly destructive. So I'm, I'm hoping that there's, you know, there's a way of trying to negate their influence over time. But, um, you know, we're still, you know, you know, as you say, Trumpism is still sort of here uh, without Trump. So it, the war is, the war is, um, it's not over, but there's a huge battle that's just been won. You know, a massive one. I don't think we should we should underestimate what everyone has done uh, to get rid of this guy. You know, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Back in April, Ben, you said that, you know, I think it was back in April. You said there's absolutely no way Trump could win the popular vote. And you were right. And we predicted that Trump would lose the Electoral College. And we talked about Trump's strategy of trying to to basically win by theft through the courts and he's been telegraphing it for some time. And the, you know, the main reason he said that Amy Coney Barrett needed to be seated on the Supreme court as fast as possible was so conservatives could have a six, three majority in the event that the election, you know, ended up getting all litigated all the way to the top of the federal judiciary. But I, I noted at the time that Trump's problem would be that he'd have too many States that he'd need to sue over. It wouldn't be a one-off like, yeah, we're challenging the status of so-called naked mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania, right? Or, you know, we're only challenging the uh, postmarked by date of mail-in ballots in uh, Nevada or North Carolina, you know, or non-existent voter fraud in Michigan. Now, it'd have to be a multi-pronged assault in the courts over whatever alleged infraction was in this state or, you know, this state and that state and also that state over there and just the whole thing – it it would look bad, and it looks bad right now because they're just suing all over the place. And you know that's the, it's the Trump strategy. You know, when things aren't going your way, you sue, no matter how poor of a case you have. I mean, this is a guy who sued Bill Maher because Maher made a joke about how he would give Donald Trump, you know, a million dollars or whatever it was if he showed that he wasn't the offspring of a human and an orangutan. You know, and and so Trump produced his birth certificate or whatever. And then he's like, all right, pay up. And Mar said, no, it's a joke, you idiot. And he actually Trump actually brought a lawsuit. I, I, it was dismissed or he withdrew it. Eventually, it didn't go very far. But I mean, this is this is the kind of guy that that we're dealing with. But, you know, thinking about the electoral map, I said months ago, 
I wouldn't mind it if Biden won the election but lost Ohio. In fact, I kind of hoped it would happen just so we could be through with this notion that in order to become president, you have to win Ohio. Uh, I think that's true for Republicans now, but not Democrats. Ohio has gotten it right in every presidential election since 1964, right? So every presidential candidate Ohio has voted for since then has become president. And so this whole no, thing- No longer, yeah. Yeah, no longer. So so goes Ohio, so goes the nation. No, no, that's-, that's well, So a, goes Pennsylvania, basically. Well, maybe, yeah. I mean, oh, well, hey, look, I mean, Biden could be in a situation where if he had lost Pennsylvania, he still wins the election. I mean, if, if Arizona and Georgia, whose vote counts are outstanding, if they end up coming in for him, he could have lost Pennsylvania and he would still be president. So- you know, my point is the electoral map is a lot more malleable, a lot more wide open for Democrats than it is Republicans. There are more there are more places that Democrats can pick off from Republicans than vice versa. I mean, right. you've got you've got Georgia. Joe Biden's about to win Georgia. That is crazy to me. Mm. I don't. That's not a paradigm we've existed in. <laughs> we, we, you know, I know. We, I know. And it, it is insane. I mean, look, just a quick shout out to Stacey Abrams in, in Georgia. I mean, she yep. she basically she's made that possible. That's yes. that's. I mean, that's all down to her. I would say that's ninety five percent down to Stacey Abrams. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. She deserves a lot of credit. You know, voter registration, voter turnout. But it's, it's it gives you it does give you it, it gives you hope for the runoff as well. It does. Yeah, runoff. both runoffs. I mean, hopefully it carries over. We're gonna have we're gonna have two runoffs in Georgia. John Ossoff versus David Perdue in in the the regular one the regular election and then in the special election Raphael Warnock versus Kelly Leffler so that is going to that's your senate right there if right. the democrats can get those two i mean we're looking at 50-50 split with vice president Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker so you know i'm i'm not going to sit here and tell you oh yeah the Dem- they're going to do it because it's mm. it's going to be an uphill battle, and I think I think part of the problem is going to be Democrats don't turn out as well in midterm elections, right? So when when the presidential election is not at stake, they don't mm. turn out as as high rate as Republicans. But I'm hope hoping that that Democrats in Georgia, because we're just we're fresh off this race, I'm hoping they can grasp the importance of these two races and mm. turn out for Ossoff and Warnock. I, I, because this, this is your Senate. This is your Senate at stake. Right. And they're also impressive candidates. I mean, Ossoff in particular is an extraordinarily impressive candidate. I really genuinely like the guy. I think he's very, very good. And he's very, he's worth um, getting behind, you know, uh, same with Warnock. I mean, I think they're both you know, great candidates. And I don't think the Democrats should have any qualms about going all in, you know, all in on, 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 on both of those candidates to try to make sure that we, 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 uh, we get that, you know, um, it's, yeah, it, it is of the utmost importance. And I think that the general election is a good sign about Georgia. I mean, I would, I was hopeful about Georgia, but I didn't think it was going to, I didn't think it was going to turn, to be honest with you. I was the most hopeful about um, Texas, actually. 
uh, which turned out to be wrong there. You know, that's why I thought could we could see a shift there in Texas, and I wasn't so sure about. I th- and I wasn't convinced about Ohio, and I wasn't convinced about Florida. Um, I was thought that Texas there might have been a shot, given the polling was tight, and I thought Georgia might be. You know, there was a there was a long shot, um, but I thought it was. You know. It, it, it was a definitely, uh, I wasn't going to put it in the bank. But I think it has shown that, yeah, you know, the, this, the map has opened up and, 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 and in, a, in a good way. Um, and I also think, you know, look, for 2024, obviously it's early days now, but we, we've also underestimated the power that Trump has. Over, over, once Trump is gone, enthusiasm for Republicans, are, I think you're going to see less enthusiasm. Because who have they got now? Who's the who's the who's the star in the Republican Party? Donald Trump. Yeah, there's no one. You know, well, no Donald Trump. He can run again. He can. Well, if he's not in jail. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and and there's a good chance he will be in jail. I I think the longer this goes on, and um, the less allies he has in powerful positions, um, the more likely it is that he the guy is uh, spends the next sort of several years in litigation, you know, and potentially going to jail. One can dream. I I don't think that's I don't I don't think that necessarily prohibits you from running for president. It's conceivable that he could run from jail. He could run from prison and win the election. Uh, yeah, I think he'd have a hard time without his rallies, though. Right? He'd have a hard time without the MAGA rallies. <laughs> Um, hey, it's been done before. James Michael Curley. He was the uh, he was the mayor of Boston in the year you know, first half of the 20th century. And I, I believe he, <laughs> he, he, I think he won re-election from jail. So from jail, wow. Rule, wow. Ruled nothing out. But yeah, now, I mean, you know, Trump is going to have some problems. He's going to have a lot of prop financial and legal. He, we know he owes $400 million to who knows, yeah. uh, you know, over the next uh, four or five years. So there's that. And, you know, look, even if a Biden administration does not have the appetite to prosecute him at the federal level, the Biden administration doesn't really have any control over the Manhattan district attorney or the New York state attorney general. And they're coming for him. They, yeah, they, they want him, (laughs) they want him badly and they've been pouring over this stuff. But I, you know, you know, some people say, oh, well, it's a bad look if you go again. No, these people have done bad things. This administration is supremely corrupt. The amount of self-dealing that's going on here, just out in the open, you know, with his his hotels, you've got foreign dignitaries staying at their at his hotels for obvious reasons. When Pence was in Ireland, he stayed in the he stayed at the one of the Trump hotels there, even though there are plenty of more convenient options. But no, Pence and the whole his entourage and the Secret Service, no, they're going to stay at the Trump property. You know, it, just that kind of just open graft going on, you Mm. know, and somebody needs to step up and say, you know, no, this isn't okay. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't do this because we've been doing this for, you know, it's like I've mentioned on the show before, like Nixon getting pardoned by Ford and Ford saying, well, you know, it's, it's, it's time to move forward and the country needs to heal. Well, if we're a country of laws and not of men, as John Adams once said, then we should prosecute powerful people who did bad things. Yeah, know, if ever there was a time. If, if, if ever, ever there was a time. time. If yeah. ever there was a time. You've got a woman in Texas right now 
who was a felon, she was released from prison and she voted because she thought that she could vote as part of her. Uh, she thought she could vote. She didn't think there was any big deal. But uh, under Texas state law, apparently she was she could not vote. And so what happened to her? This this woman was sentenced to prison for, I think, five years for voting for a for a good faith mistake one person and yet you've got the president of the united states who's done all of this horrible shit right and he is now currently saying that if you if you count all the legal ballots that have been cast i win okay now what right there what trump did it's not illegal it's not illegal like you know voting when you're not supposed to but what he just did right there is far more damaging than voting by mistake, because what right. he is doing is casting doubt on arguably the most the most fundamental foundation of our republic, and that is voting. And here is mm. Donald Trump coming out and saying, this is all a sham. And that is very dangerous. And I will say, 70 million people voted for him. Many of them are armed. Many of them are very upset that he didn't win a second term because they think this was stolen from him. So just right. just just put yourself in in that person's head for a second. Okay? You've got a hero president in your mind that was just screwed basically because of cheating by the Democrats, okay? And now how do you view that? You're going to be pretty pissed off. You're going to be mm-hmm. very angry. And you know what? Most people aren't, most Trump supporters aren't going to do jack shit, but this is a big country. It only takes a few people to inflict major damage. And I'll even drill down to the QAnon folks. The QAnon folks, for them, the stakes are even higher because not only has their hero president been screwed out of a second term, for Mm. them, you've got thousands, if not millions of child sex slaves who are being trafficked by Democrats and Hollywood elites. So if you're one of these nut jobs think that by this happening, countless numbers of children continue to be exploited and raped and maybe even murdered. So if you think that, if you honestly think that deep down in your brain, you can justify almost any action against the people who you think denied your president a second term because Obviously, you view the other side as the embodiment of evil. And now that evil has cheated your president out of a second term, anything is fair game in their minds. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is why I think, you know, they need to put this guy in jail. They need to do throw everything at him, get, get him, you know, put him in jail uh, until he's well into his 80s. And then when he comes out, he'll be, you know, completely past it anyway. That's, that would be, I think, prudent, you know. Um, it's like a cancer, you know. You you cut the cancer out. I, th- I think this is what needs to happen with with Trump and 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 you know, cut the head off and stop it spreading as as best you can, you know, because it's still going to be dangerous for a while, you know. It's it, and it well, it's actively dangerous. I mean, it's actively dangerous right now. It's still going, as you say. There were all these conspiracy theorists who are who are armed and ready to take their democracy back. So you know, yeah. Look, I think we're we're we're, we're it, I'm less scared now than I was, I think, now because we have sane people in government. And I think that the government is now going to take all this stuff quite seriously. They're going to be looking into white terrorism, um, uh, domestic terrorism a lot more seriously. Uh, you know, you, you're going to have a president not signaling to, to white nationalist groups as well, which will be nice. Um, 
I think that's a, it's always a welcome uh, welcome addition to the government um, if the commander in chief isn't signalling to white white nationalists. Um, so you know, also it's like cooling the temperature down. I think with the Biden presidency, he's going to cool the temperature down a bit. I think it's going to uh, hopefully put this stuff on ice for a bit. And you know, my my hope is that Trump um, that the legal action against Trump it it it's, it doesn't happen immediately it's it's like a slow grind you know it's a slow grind where he you know he's forced into litigation for months and months and months maybe years uh, and then you know year two it looks like he's going to jail that would be for me an ideal situation because that would you know you want this guy to be um uh as as isolated as possible and i think twitter it looks like twitter is probably going to ban him as well I wouldn't be surprised if Twitter get, um, uh, suspends his account after he's out of office. They can, and they and they should. Uh, and I think once this guy doesn't have a platform, uh, we're in a much better state. Um, you know, I think Trump's Twitter account. I was reading somewhere that it's one of the major sources of disinformation, particularly when it, at least when it pertains to like the coronavirus pandemic. Right, it's Trump's Twitter account. So shut that down. Um, wrap the guy up in in litigation. Um, you know, get back to the business of government, and I think that we're hopefully well. We're in a lot better shape than we have been for the past four years. That's that's for sure. Addition by subtraction, that's what we've got here. Yes, A- anything, yes. anything other than Trump, you know. And it yes. look, I am I thrilled about a Biden presidency? No, I'm not thrilled, especially when you've got you know possibly a Republican majority in the Senate. But I am ecstatic that this guy is going to be gone. And immediately, just immediately, by virtue of him being out of the White House, the lives of millions of people will improve. There will be a halt to all of these lawsuits trying to stop Obamacare that, if they succeed, will rip health care from millions of people. You know, the protection against pre-existing conditions, gone, okay? We'll be back in the Paris Climate Accords, Maybe we can defuse tensions with Iran because Trump pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal. We will be able to have a federal government that is stocked with professional bureaucrats instead of Trump toadies who are just willing to do whatever the president wants. And and just, just general peace of mind. Again, we will have a president that we don't have to think about. There might be a, a day where we go without thinking about President Joe Biden, right? Wouldn't that be nice? You know, it's oh. like every day brings a with with Trump brings a new national embarrassment. Every tweet, every press conference, every rally, that's gone. That is, and Joe Biden will have his lovable gaffes, and that's fine. Okay, but they will not be malignant. And so, just just all of that, just you know, from the tangible things that you know, will improve people's lives to the intangible things that just reduce the stress level just a little bit for us. I mean, this, it's a good thing having Trump out of office. It really is. And, you know, if, if you're one of these progressives who are never Biden progressives, I, I just hope you recognize that. And I hope you give a shit and just can say, bring yourself to say, yeah, you know what? The country is better off. Biden wasn't my guy but the country is better off now that Trump is out of office. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we can we can probably do a bit more of a deep dive onto the 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 never never Biden left next week. 
Um, that's you know that I, they're going to get louder. Um, they're going to get more annoying. And I think you know for now, I'm I'm trying to focus on okay let's enjoy this week let's enjoy this victory because it was a huge victory um and i you know look the left is 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 great at eating itself they're fantastic at it right but i and i but i do think i do sense there being a small there is a there's going to be a bit of a grace period i think of 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 relative calm before we can start attacking each other but that has to come that has to happen and i think that there needs to be you know there needs to be some sort of reckoning on many 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 levels um and the never biden progressives um again look i don't, <laughs> just for my own sanity i don't want to get into i don't want to get into what matt taibbi and glenn greenwell were tweeting about during on election night because it was infuriating um you know and i would I, one, one wonders whether they you know they've come to that conclusion that the country is better off i, I doubt it um uh, but again, we can talk about that next week. That's my <laughs> that's my view on this. Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't want to launch into a thing about them. No, yeah, no, no, no. Today is, uh, the, today is about winning the election, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah and, and 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 shitting on Trump supporters because that's fun. <laughs> oh, you sadist, Ben. But you know what? Hey, you know what? All those Trump supporters who are you know just feeling so low. This is what we felt. In 2016, you know, and and yeah, you get those buckle up, <laughs> buckle up. Yeah, exactly. If I suck it up, um, you know, it's going to get worse. Uh, it's going to get much, much worse. So, and I'm going to enjoy it. You know, I, I just don't care at the moment. You know, like they put us through hell for four years. Um, so right now, my empathy levels for Trump supporters and anybody who works in that administration is, is we're in the negative numbers here. I actively don't care. I actively want them to be suffering um, for what they've done to, to us and what they've done to the country, what they've done to the to the the lost four years we could have had combating climate change. You know, making sure that more Americans got healthcare, building on the ACA. Um, we could have been doing all of these things, cooperating with the international community. Uh, you know, the two hundred and fifty thousand dead Americans that did. You know, most of these, at least half of those Americans, didn't need to. They didn't need to have died. You know, um, uh, so yeah, I you know. I zero sympathy, absolutely nothing. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to continue. I'm probably going to stop trolling some of these people on Twitter. Uh, it's probably not good for me. Um, but you know, look, this is this is what you get. You know, that's the game that these guys played, and that's the, they they um, they live like assholes and they die like assholes. You know, that's my that that's how I feel about them right now. Um, um, perhaps in six months' time, I'll be more amenable to uh, to to at least not not despising them. Um, but right now, no, no such luck. You know, I haven't been able to go home and see my family in over a year because of this guy's incompetence. Um, you know, so yeah, absolutely uh, nothing. You get nothing. You know, you get nothing from me. No concessions, um, uh, and I'm quite content for them to be uh, miserable. Uh, and, and in a state of despair and outrage for as long as you know, <laughs> as, right. as, as long as this guy is uh, is is uh, still alive. Last word from me on this. This morning, Megyn Kelly and John Favreau. Uh, I believe Favreau was a, a former speechwriter for Obama. Yeah. Uh, they got into it on Twitter. Biden had some message of unity. You know, just your your boilerplate. Uh, 
you know, he tweeted, a nation united, a nation strengthened, a nation healed the United States of America. And then Megyn Kelly came in with a quote retweet saying, written like a man who's been in his basement for a year. And Favreau said, you are truly pathetic. And she responded, you have zero understanding of the mood of 70 million Americans who have been unfairly attacked relentlessly for the past four years as awful people just for supporting their president. And to Megyn Kelly, I just say, look, Donald Trump suggested that because you asked him tough questions at that first presidential debate all the way back in 2015, that you were menstruating, right? Blood coming out of your eyes, blood coming out of her wherever, okay? So I think, I think John Favreau and the rest of us have some understanding of the 70 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump after that twice, Right. So I have no, I have, I have nothing. I have nothing to offer on this. I have no sympathy. If you need a tissue, um, I, I, I have some, but I'm not going to give you any. You're you're you'll have nothing. to find. You'll have to find your handkerchiefs elsewhere. Yeah, if you're on fire, I, you know, I'll extinguish the fire. But that's 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 about it. Not me. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> uh, that's harsh. No, look, you know, I, I, I get it though. I, I, I get it. I get it. it it's, uh, you don't get to behave like that um, and come back from it. And then we can all make up, kiss and make up and all be friends again. No, it doesn't work that way. No. And, and we should, we're, I have a feeling we're going to talk about this uh, in the coming weeks about this whole unity thing. Cause there is a, Biden has been calling for unity and all that. And rhetorically, yes, it's a smart play, but can't govern that way because republicans are playing in a different arena they're playing in a different arena you know and, and it's like look i i i could be well willing to play the game of like okay you know maybe we stop the attacks for for a while if it's strategically useful but yeah there's no um there's there's, there's no uh, what's the word there's no unity going on here not not until we've taken the senate not until um obamacare or the, or the aca has been um, uh, turned into the law of the land uh, and ratified and made sure that it's, um, you know, uh, more uh, more established. Um, yeah, there, there's no stopping until we've got the progressive agenda passed. Um, you know, then we can, then we can, perhaps we can talk. But yeah, there's, there's some victories that we need to accrue before any of the, um, the reconciliation happens. And look, everybody, uh, a big congratulations to everybody who's listened to this podcast. I can't imagine we've got any Trump supporters listening. Uh, and if you are a Trump supporter and you're listening, um, yeah, hey, <laughs> sucks, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you. Thank you so much for, for being with us this whole time. Um, I'm sure you voted. I'm sure you donated um, to the Biden campaign. Um, you know, a uh, big thanks to all the people who actually we've donated all new membership fees to the Biden uh harris campaign and and um democratic senators in the last couple of months so we've made some significant donations there so that's a huge thank to to, to everyone there uh for that um we you know uh come join us become a banter member uh get all of our um no longer in election coverage but you know come join them become a member get all of our premium articles um you can there'll be a 50 percent discount today if you click on the article um click on the red button we'd love to love to have you uh, as part of the community uh it's been a long 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 road 
Um, but, uh, you know, we did it. The monster, <laughs> the orange monster is no more. And uh, I think you can all um, sleep easy, you know. Um, we've got more fights coming up, but, uh, you know, this is a big battle. And I think um, everyone deserves a, a, a big thank you. And a round of applause. Round of applause. There we go. To America. We to America, did it. exactly. Yeah, exactly. America is back. We're back, baby. <laughs> okay. Take care, everyone.